Please help to find Alanya Lenoir, a.k.a. Fruity. She's a young woman who is 24 years old, 5 feet, 4 inches tall, 120 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Last seen Saturday, July 30th, 2022 at 1660 Peachtree Midtown Apartments in Midtown Atlanta, Georgia. On September 20th, 2022, Fox 5 Atlanta published an update about this open and active investigation. Almost three months after Alanya's disappearance, Atlanta investigators now believe she may have been murdered and her body disposed of. But since no body has yet been found, we will remain hopeful and continue to look for answers as to her whereabouts. Investigators identified two suspects in the case who Alanya was known to have been last seen with, 29-year-old Deontay Reynolds and 29-year-old Stephen Obuite. Deontay Reynolds is currently being held in Fulton County Jail on unrelated charges, but Stephen Obawite is on the run and possibly in the metro Atlanta area. If you have any information regarding the case or Stephen Obawite's location, officers ask that you contact the department at 404-546-2472. Through social media, the family also asks that it that if you have any information, contact the Atlanta Police Department at 470-546-4235 and the Instagram page at finding underscore underscore fruity. Let's get to the show. Welcome to Lex Chat. My name is Lexi, singer, rapper, writer, recording engineer, model, all-around entertainer, and thank you so much for joining me today. This show is dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL, that's L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to be part of the conversation live, followed by the Sexy Lexi After Hours at 10 If you missed the live, you can hear the replay on Mondays at 8 a.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hopefully you use one of those platforms or, you know, hopefully you use one of those. But make sure you follow and or subscribe, whichever platform you're using, and like each episode or give it a rating to help the show get in front of an even bigger audience. If you don't like waiting for replays and you want instant access to the content and personal access to me, go subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash LexiATL. That's patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L and choose from three different tiers to gain early and exclusive access among other perks. This week on Lex Chat, I want to get into the feud between Nicki Minaj and Lotto that happened on Twitter. I wasn't personally witnessing it live because I don't be on Twitter like that, but I did watch a few YouTube videos where people were commenting on everything that had happened. And I don't want to focus on the drama. What I want to talk about is actually a few different things. So I asked my followers on Instagram a few questions. Is Nicki Minaj's song Super Freaky Girl considered a rap? Do you consider it a rap record or a pop record? And then I asked the same thing of Big Lotto's song Big Energy. Do you consider it a rap song or a pop song? And then I asked the question, well, what determines a song's genre? Is it the artist's delivery or is it the beat or the production? So 
Definitely anyone who's tuned in live right now, make sure you weigh in on the conversation because I do want to hear what y'all have to say. And uh, for those of you who are listening, then if this is something you'd be interested in hearing more about and hearing the chat on, stay tuned. Before we get into the Lex chat, I want to do the Lex check. What's new? All right. So as the introduction said, please consider becoming a patron of mine. If you feel it in your heart to support me, you like what I'm doing here. You like the questions I pose and some of the information that I offer to new and upcoming artists. And, um, if you like that stuff or you just like me personally and you, you like my movement, then I would appreciate if you would help me and support me by subscribing as a patron on patreon.com slash LexiATL. I think I'm going to look into the subscribe feature that's being offered on Instagram now as well, since so much of my following is already on Instagram. That'll probably be an easier transition for some of y'all, but I would greatly appreciate if you did that. Shout out to... Um, El Cardi, who has the hookah lounge, I hookah in Marietta, Georgia. That is off of Delk Road in Marietta. Why is this? What is it doing? This weird thing on my phone. Hold on. Wait a minute. It's acting stank to me right now. And I don't like that. Okay. All right. So yeah, I hookah is on Delk Road in Marietta. My friend El Cardi, who is a... He's an artist, but he's a business owner. He owns it and he opened it up not long ago. So, you know, if you in Atlanta, if you in Marietta, if you around the Brave Stadiums, check out iHookah where you can smoke hookah, you do game nights, do karaoke nights, do paint and sips, um, listening parties, talent showcases sometimes. It's a really dope spot. I haven't been yet, but let me know when you're going and I'll pull up with you. You know what I'm saying? That's iHookah. If you want to hit them up for business inquiries, go to iHookahATL at gmail.com. That's I-H-O-O-K-K-A-A-T-L at gmail.com for business inquiries to work with them. What else? What else? What else? Um, Go to my website, LexiATL.com to check out merchandise that I have. I have the hashtag winner sun visors. And I have affirmation bracelets that say hashtag winner, hashtag keeper. I have Lexi burn lighters with built-in bottle openers. So if you smoking, if you drinking, then I got you covered. And I got Lexi posters. I got the artistic ones, the beauty shots, and then I got the sexy Lexi posters. So if you're interested in that, make sure you go to LexiATL.com, L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com. Shows my merchandise as well as upcoming shows and events that I'll be attending. So be on the lookout for that. You can also subscribe to my newsletter by going to LexiATL.com. What else do I want to check in with y'all about? Um, Lexi Quotes is up and running and I'm currently reading Omarion's book, Unbothered, The Power of Choosing Joy. And I think chapter two just released and I have to edit and release chapters three, four, and five. So I read a chapter and then I do a brief five to 10 minute discussion about how I felt about it. And if you want to join the conversation, then you can comment on YouTube or you can comment on the episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rating and like and follow and share and all that good stuff and join the conversation. And, um, you know, 
I would I would definitely encourage you to buy the book. I did buy the physical copy, but if you don't have the money or you just you lazy and you don't feel like it and you don't mind sitting down and listening to audiobooks, then give my voice a chance. I'm reading the book. I'm reading the book so you don't have to. Or so you don't have to do it alone is probably a better way to say that, right? So check that out. That's Lexi Quotes, L-E-X-C Quotes. Lexi Quotes on Instagram, on YouTube, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. What's up, The Radicals? That's Will Hill right there. The Will Hill that I know from school. So yeah, um, check that out. Mm, Check out my fitness page while we at it. Uh, while we are at it, <laughs> Lexi Fitness, that's Lexi underscore fitness because Lexi Fitness, like all together as one word, was not available. But L E X C underscore fitness, I will be offering group workouts to clients, family, friends, model friends, really whoever. But I definitely want to make sure that I get my clients, like the artist community, I want to start helping y'all, you know, develop. And part of artist development is creating and maintaining your look and you are the package, creating that ideal look of a package. So I'll be doing group workouts and that's going to be at Rich Productions in the parking lot, 2470 Windy Hill Road Southeast. DM me or send me an email or message on whatever social media site. And let me know if you'd be interested in that. I'm thinking we're gonna do bi-weekly And uh, I want to provide waters and maybe light snacks for people. So, yeah, it'll definitely be good. And the weather is not so bad. Like, it's cold in the morning, but it's getting hot around 12, I'd say. So it's not too hot, but not too cold. It's like perfect weather to be outside right now. And it'll be good to come out and connect with other people who are most likely artists or they are in the entertainment industry in some capacity. So Lexi Fitness, I would love it. I would love it if y'all would check that out, okay? Now, let's check. What's going on with Lexi? What's going on with Lexi? I had a situation, not a situation. It's just something that took me by surprise the other day. I'm not going to say it because you know what? If I give that negative interaction energy, then I I gave another negative interaction energy and it didn't like, it didn't work out for me necessarily. Um, hold on. TTDA real one says, LOL. Oh, Marion got a book. Yes, he does. Um, I don't have the, I don't have the graphics on it, but I do have the book right here. If you're watching live, I'm holding up the book to the camera. It's Omarion unbothered. And I actually went to his book signing in Alabama. It was at the Birmingham public library. If you're watching live, I'm holding up the book and I'm showing you the cover page unbothered. And it was signed by Omarion and he called me gorgeous and he told me my energy is dope. So, yeah, Omarion does indeed have a book. Yes. So, yeah. And um, part of me, too. I'm so glad I'm so glad you said that. And I'm so glad um, that I held that up because it reminded me that I don't need to give attention to the negative things. I can choose what to be bothered about. Part of being unbothered is recognizing things for what they are, no matter how uncomfortable they are, but then ultimately deciding I don't have to interact with this if I don't want to. And that's very powerful. So what's up, Tim? T. Parker Music, what's up? I'm reading Chinua Achebe, Everything Fall Apart. 
Why does that book sound so familiar? I want to look that up really quickly. Chinua Achebe. Oh, things fall apart. Why do I feel like I've read this book before? What does it look like? Is it about like a girl? And she's like running away with her brother or something. I want to say it's on my Kindle. I want to say that's where I have it. It's if it's the book that I think it is. And it's a really good read. A little heavy in some parts, but it's a very good read. So, yeah, I'm happy for you if you're reading that. It's a good book. So, yeah, a, a situation did happen um, of, like yesterday. Yeah, somebody has something smart to say. But and I was very upset about it because it came from somewhere so unexpectedly. Like, I don't even talk to this person like that. Um, And the first thing she says to me is something rude. But I'm realizing, you know, I don't need to give energy to that negative interaction. Instead, what is something positive that has been happening in my life? So I think I already talked about this last week on Lex chat, but I made a call calendar for our family and friends and clients. And basically it's just a little calendar that I wrote out for myself. And each day of the calendar has the name of somebody that I want to reach out to. And these are people who either always reach out to me or they're always supporting me. And so I want these people to know that I support them as well. And the one way to do that is to reach out and see how they're doing sometimes, you know, even if it's just for like, like literally I talked to my uncle for like four minutes on the phone, <laughs> but I hadn't talked to him in over six months. So that was progress. So even though it wasn't for a very long time, the fact that we spoke in however long and got to know each other a little bit, cause I found out my nephew's birthday is August 25th. And, um, I think my uncle's birthday is September 25th, 26th, something like that. But yeah, just even though it was like a four minute phone call, the fact that we talked was really good. And that's the point of this call calendar. I want to make sure that family and friends and clients know that I care about them outside of what they can do for me. And I want and this is kind of like big for me. Well, it's not kind of like it is big. This is big for me because I am constantly working on myself. And I want support, but what you want to receive, you have to be willing to give. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. If I want people to care about me and check on me, then I have to start that motion of think of thinking about other people and caring about other people and not just, you know, I don't want people to feel like they're only being used for what they can do for me. So that's why I made the call calendar. And I've noticed because outside of no longer having contact with someone who was causing me a lot of, I would call him partially the root of my anxiety and insecurities, but more so he held up a mirror to me for the things that I, because I was accepting things that I knew I didn't want deep down inside, but I was like, trying to be okay with what he was offering kind of because he was cute but also because he was helping to keep my bills paid but that was a very draining 
relationship, even though it was not a real relationship. It was just very draining. And I was being used in a way where I was getting the short end of the stick. And I didn't realize how much anxiety that was causing me until that person, you know, got removed from out of my life. So the thing with the call calendar, it it's helped my anxiety and it's helped my catastrophizing things by letting myself know that because I made a list of these names first, right? Family and friends, who do I, who comes to mind right now? Who should be on my mind? And then clients, who comes to mind right now? Who should be on my mind? And I made a list and then I said, you know what? These are people who I want them to know that I care about them. Let me add them to the thing. And something that I've struggled with is feeling isolated or even isolating myself and then feeling like alienated from certain situations. So what this has done for me is it's helped me to see that people are not mad at me. People are not ignoring me. Maybe I just need to remind people that, hey, I'm here and I remember that you're here and I want you to know that I know that you're here and I want you to know that I care about you. So how you doing? What you been up to? I don't want nothing from you. I literally just want to check on you, see how you're doing. And one such people, um, he had been going through a lot last year as far as like car accidents. And we went through a lot of BS together, working with the same people and kind of getting screwed over in a sense. So me reaching out to him and just being like, it legit was like a year since I talked to him. Cause I, I basically cut off everybody from that situation and I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't want to be around them. I like unfollow. I don't want to see nothing that y'all are doing because what y'all doing is BS <laughs> basically. But in reconnecting with this person after a year, he was like, I really needed to know. Not that he needed to know, but he was saying basically like, you know, it feels good to know that you are thinking of me and thank you for sending that positive energy towards me just by taking the action of reaching out. And the, the call again was that call was maybe like 15 minutes long. It didn't take a lot from my day, but it was a small step forward. And I think that also helped with my anxiety because I was having issues with being indecisive. And I was reading something thanks to my research with uh, the Sexy Lexi After Hours where, you know, I was doing research and it said something along the lines of, gosh, don't let, I don't want the thought to escape me. It says something along the lines of this, this illusion that we're disconnected from people. Um, when we're not as connected to people, it causes us indecisiveness. So we, as human beings, we need to be connected and we need to check on one another. When we feel connected, we feel more decisive about things. And that has been true for me. I have been feeling so much more light and happier just because I put action behind connecting with people and checking on people. And I put a plan behind how I was going to connect with people and check on people. And it feels really good. And it's helped me. Um, if you've been feeling it, like if you felt like you've been isolating yourself and you've been developing anxiety like me, then, you know, I would definitely recommend that you try out what I tried out. And that is, you know, try connecting, reconnecting with people. And you'll find out that people 
really appreciate in this digital world where everybody thinks it's okay to just be online, people really appreciate the in real life contact. So that's, uh, that's all I got for Lex check. Um, true. It's going to be gone next week. I'm so happy for that. My mom is taking her, taking her away. That's my mom's dog. But it's, I'll tell you what, I do not, I'm not ready for a dog. Um, I don't want a dog for real. After Taz's passing, I don't want a dog for real. I'm cool with my cat. She's a sweet little dog. I love her. She's just a lot for me right now. <laughs> and you know digging into my intimate time a little bit because I got to be responsible and come back and check on her and all that good stuff. But anywho, that's really all I have for Lex Check. I want to get into this conversation about super freaky girl and big energy. And I want to have this discussion. If you have been paying attention to my Instagram today, then you will know that I put a few polls on my stories Is super freaky girl, in your opinion, rap or pop? Is big energy rap or pop? And then I asked, what determines a song's category or a song's genre? Is it the artist's delivery or is it the producer's production? I got some interesting answers and y'all were really annoying me with some of the answers I was getting. But, uh, you know, I'm ready to get into this conversation, so... Let's get into it after these messages, okay? What's up, Nat? How you doing? Okay, so let's get into this chat, all right? We are talking super freaky girl and big energy. Super freaky energy. Big freaky energy. Big freaky girl energy. I don't know. I feel like a collaboration should happen and we should squash this. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so for the past couple weeks or the week, week and a half, almost two weeks, I have been watching social media as well as YouTube, and I follow a few um, gossip pages, you could call them, Black Tea Blog, Queen Shama, and I Am Eloho. Those are the three videos that I watched as it pertained to this particular, this particular topic of super freaky girl and big energy right so the drama behind that is apparently Nicki Minaj went on live on Instagram and talked about how her song super freaky girl was moved from the rap category into the pop category for submissions for the Grammys and this upset her because she felt like this was a blatant attempt to snub her and make it so that the category they're putting her in, there's no way she could win against. She's going against people like Taylor Swift and Adele and Harry Styles, which those are completely different sounding songs. That's a completely different sounding genre from Super Freaky Girl. So 
I would be very upset for her as well. I don't think it's fair. Um, but then, so the drama started because I guess her and Big Lotto, they had a conversation privately that didn't end in the best way. And Lotto got upset because Nicki Minaj mentioned her song as an example. Like, you know, if Super Freaky Girl is going to be considered a pop song, then Big Energy by Big Lotto. She didn't say Lotto's name, but she said, if Super Freaky Girl is going to be moved into a pop category, then that means Big Energy should be moved into pop as well. And I got... Oh, y'all, child, I ain't gonna lie. Y'all were really irritating me with some of the things y'all were saying, right? Um, But let me get into the polls that I put up on Instagram, okay? So I asked the question, is Super Freaky Girl rap or pop? 18% of my followers said rap. 82% of my followers said pop. (sighs) I'm irritated because I don't agree. (laughs) And then I asked the question, is big energy rap or pop? 67% of my followers said big energy is rap. 33% said big energy is pop, right? So then I asked the question, is a song categorized by the artist's delivery or by its production? 56% of my followers said that a song is categorized by the artist's delivery. 44% of my followers said the artist is, the song is categorized by the beat and the production. And here are some of the replies that I was getting to the questions. Is, um, is a song categorized by artist delivery or production? Somebody said both. Um, is big energy rap or pop? This person said, realistically, songs are multi-genre. They can be multi-genre, but they, and they is in quotes, they don't want us to win multiple categories. Someone else says, super freaky girl definitely qualifies for both, but the vibe is more pop. And this is from a producer, okay? (laughs) Next one says, The beat sets the vibe. So this is an explanation to, you know, is something considered, is something categorized based on the artist's delivery or based on the production of the song? This person said the beat sets the vibe and the artist should be able to tune in with it. But the beat always comes first, in my opinion. And I do tend to agree with that. Let me look at this other one. Someone else says pop. Okay, big energy is pop. Well, actually, he just replied to it. I don't know that he actually... I don't know that he... I don't know what he put on this one, actually. But he says pop is just short for popular. Rap is the delivery style of the lyrics, the structure of it. Michael Jackson was the king of pop, but had many songs featuring rappers or where his lyrical style wasn't as fluid as a singer songwriter. Interesting. And that's a good point that I'm glad he brought up. Technically pop just means popular. So whatever is popular right now is considered pop. And honestly, that would, in my opinion, justify Nicki because rap and trap music is very popular right now. 
And by that definition, right, alone, that would categorize Nicki Minaj and Big Lotto as both pop artists because that's the in sound right now. That's the popular sound. So I agree with that. And I think that is an angle that a lot of people have forgotten about. Someone else said, with this one, it can go both ways, really. A producer can make a beat for one category, but the flow and delivery of the artist can open up another. I agree with that. So it could go either way. Mm, Okay. Someone else said that artist delivery and production both matter, but the delivery matters more. Okay. All right. Those are just a few of the responses that I got. And um, I'll be very honest. A lot of people irritated me with them saying that Nicki Minaj's song is a pop song, but Lotto's Big Energy song is a rap song. In my opinion, they are literally the same formula of song. So why are we calling one pop and why are we calling one rap? So here's my opinion, okay? My opinion is that both of these songs are rap songs. Both of these songs are rap songs, but they could also both be considered pop songs. The thing that's irritating about it is because it is the same formula, they should both be categorized in the same way. When they're both put into different categories, it does make it seem like a political move against Nikki. And I don't want to play into the, um, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't want to play into the politics of it. I just want to get us as industry people talking about why is this happening and granted politics does influence how things happen in the industry a lot of times but I don't want to focus on that I really want us to I really want this to be an an opportunity for us to talk about this so that we can think about how we are as artists ourselves and how we approach a track and how we deliver on it and then how is that going to affect us for future award opportunities and nominations, right? So I want to get into the first question that I asked, which was, is Super Freaky Girl rap or pop? Okay, 18% of y'all said rap, 82% of y'all said pop. Now, Nikki is a rapper, okay? I did a little bit of Googling and I forgot to do this actually. But gosh, let's see what Google tells us, okay? Mmm, okay. So I just Googled Nicki Minaj genre and Wikipedia classifies her genre as hip hop and pop, which I do agree with. But she is, it says that she is often cited as the queen of rap and the queen of hip hop by several media outlets. Minaj is also one of the best-selling music artists, okay? I'm not going to go into that whole thing. But Google says hip-hop pop. Is Nicki Minaj an R&B artist? Rap and R&B recording artist? She has done R&B, but no, she's not R&B, okay? So Google would classify Nicki Minaj as hip-hop and pop. 
even electronic dance music, which I would give her that as well because she has dived into that realm. Like when she did work with David Guetta, man, what was that one song, Doctor? My body needs a hero, come and save me. Something tells me you know how to save me. I've been feeling real low. Oh, I need you to come and rescue me. Now that is totally a pop song. That is totally pop. There's no denying that. The production and her delivery, totally pop. Now, when I Google big lotto genre, big lotto genre comes up as hip hop rap, pop rap, okay? Lotto, Miss Mulatto, Mulatto, Big Lotto, the biggest. She comes up as hip hop rap and pop rap. Okay. That's what she comes up as when I Google her. But most people are saying hip hop rap, hip hop rap, American rapper. Oh, she's only got a net worth of 2.5 million. That's like 2.5 more than me, so hey. (laughs) All right, so The Radical says, all genres when the song becomes mainstream becomes pop, I think. Songs become pop, but not album. And I agree with you on that. And as someone pointed out in my DMs, they said, you know, pop just means popular. And as I said earlier in the chat, Right now, trap and rap is very popular. So technically, the Academy is not wrong for categorizing Nicki Minaj as pop, but for the particular song that she's trying, that they're trying to categorize as pop, that's not pop to me. That's definitely rap. It's definitely rap. What do you think about that? Is Super Freaky Girl rap or pop? The Radicals, is it rap or pop? Super Freaky Girl. And is Big Energy rap or pop? Because to me, they are the same exact formula. So I got to go with Nikki on this one. It's, it doesn't make sense that the only, the only reasoning I could give to why Nicki Minaj would be called pop over Big Lotto is because of the amount of years that Nicki Minaj has put in and the fact that she has performed throughout so many different genres and the fact that she has such a wider reach and she has such a, a more diverse audience and fan base than Lotto does. That would be the only justification I could give for the Academy putting Nicki Minaj in the pop, in the pop category and for them not putting Big Lotto in the pop category for two songs that have the exact same formula. The Radical says it's not pop until white people get a hold of it. Mm. Mm. The widest audience, the widest the whitest audience, you know what I'm saying? So let's look up, let me know, you know what? Yeah, let's look at the definition of popular music because pop is just short for popular music. Music appealing to the popular taste, taste, including rock and pop and also soul, country, reggae, rap, and dance music. So Popular music, any commercially oriented music, principally intended to be received and appreciated by a wide audience, generally in literate 
technologically advanced societies dominated by urban culture. Okay, forget that last part, but popular music, any commercially oriented music, principally intended to be received and appreciated by a wide audience. So after reading that, I'm going to stand by my claim. I'm going to stand by the only justification that I'm giving the Academy. It's actually a compliment, in my opinion, that they put her in the pop category because she has transcended just being in one genre because she has appealed to such a wide audience. That's probably why they put her in that category, despite the fact that she is delivering in a rap style. Okay. So any last uh, commentary on that? Any more commentary on that from y'all? Cause I'm about to move on to my next point of the samples that both of these songs are using. Cause in my opinion, <laughs> it is the exact same formula. The radicals ask, is there a number value to cross over to pop? I don't think I wouldn't say that sales determines crossover. I think once your demographic changes, that's when you consider, that's when you're considered crossover. Crossover to pop. Um, Crossover music is a term applied to musical works or performers who appeal to different types of audience. Um... This can be seen, for example, when a song appears on two or more of the record charts, which track differing musical styles or genres. So the demographic has to change to white. <laughs> um, because, it, yeah, basically, you know what? Yeah, we're going to say it. We're going to say it. Yeah, it has to be white. If it's not appealing to white people, then it cannot be considered pop because white people in this country are the majority although are they really what are these statistics for demographics in america okay white alone 75.8 percent and let me okay so this is census.gov let me pull this up and see what it gives me oh the radicals coming through with the questions okay so as of july 1st 2021 population by race and hispanic origin and it shouldn't say race, it should say ethnicity, but that's a whole nother conversation. So white, white alone, 75.8%. Black or African-American, 13.6%. American Indian and Alaska Native, 1.3%. Asian, 6.1%. Native Hawaiian and other Pacific Island, 0.3% two or more races oh that's an interesting one two or more races 2.9 percent hispanic or latino 18.9 oh radically like greek 
Sophocles, Socrates. I like that. I never knew that. Okay, respect. My bad. Not radicals, radicles. And then white alone, not Hispanic or Latino. 59.3%. Mm, so there's some overlap with Hispanic and white. Because you can have white, Hispanic, and black, Hispanic. But anyway, so yeah, I would say that pop, because a majority of the U.S. population is white, 75.8% according to census.gov as of July 1st, 2021, 75.8% of the population is white, then yes, a majority, like even if you appeal to all black people, that's only 13.6% of the United States of America. And to answer your question, is pop different in Africa? I don't even know that they would call, I don't even know that they would identify with pop music. Pop music in Africa would probably just be Afrobeats. What is pop music in Africa? Many genres of popular music like blues, jazz, Afrobeats, salsa, zouk, and rumba derive to varying degrees on musical traditions from Africa. Yeah, so. Mm, yeah, pop is just whatever's popular. So the pop in Africa would probably just be Afrobeats. So, okay, that was a little tangent that we just went on. But yeah, in general, so when we're when we're honing in on what does it mean to be pop and what and how are you considered to be popular? Like, what's the number? You just have to appeal to a majority of the population, a majority of your your audience has to be wide. It has to be diverse, but you have to be appealing to a majority of the population. And right now for like black people don't like to hear this, but yeah, whites are the majority right now. Seventy five point eight percent. And soon biracials will be. But that's another conversation. We're not going to go there. Nope, nope, nope. Pop is fluid. Yes, pop is definitely fluid. It's whatever pop, it's whatever is popular. It's whatever is popular. So after breaking down, you know, looking at those genres, Nicki Minaj is listed as hip hop, rap, and pop. And then Big Lotto is listed as hip hop, rap, and pop rap. So, you know, Nicki Minaj also has electron, electronic dance music under there as well. So the radically says whites are the biggest consumer of trap and hip hop music. They're also the biggest population. So that makes sense. So hip hop as it grows is pop. Hip hop is pop. Yes, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. So after looking at their genres, right? The genre of the artists in question, Nicki Minaj and Big Lotto. Then I wanted to know, okay, both of these songs are using different samples. So if we start with Super Freaky Girl, Super Freaky Girl is, what up, Holly Boy? Super Freaky Girl is sampling Super Freak by Rick James, okay? And let's do, cause, um, let's do a little, a little history lesson, right? A slight history lesson. Historically speaking, hip hop has always sampled mostly R&B music, mostly soul music. Historically speaking, it's always sampled those things. So the fact that these two songs 
sampled something that right there makes it hip hop and it like it's following the tradition you know what i'm saying so but i googled what genre does hip hop sample most and it gave me a little history lesson sampling is a foundation of hip hop music which emerged when producers in the 1980s began sampling funk and soul records particularly drum breaks it has influenced many genres of music. So hip hop has influenced many genres of music, particularly electronic music and pop. So traditionally hip hop samples, that's what hip hop does, but it's the drum breaks and the drum patterns that really set it apart. So when I, when I dug into, you know, who are the samples that Nicki Minaj and Big Lotto are using Nicki Minaj for super freaky girl, used Rick James Super Freak, which was released in 1981. And that genre was categorized as funk and R&B soul. And Rick James, well, Super Freak got nominations, Grammy Award for Best Male Rock Vocal Performance. Doesn't say pop, right? We got funk, we got R&B soul, we got rock, okay? And then I looked at, okay, Big Lotto's song, Big Energy, samples Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Fantasy was released in 1995. That genre is classified as R&B soul, pop, UK R&B, which the UK R&B is interesting. How is that different from US R&B? I don't know. And then check this out. Fantasy by Mariah Carey got a Grammy Award nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. And then I looked at the kinds of artists, like how are these sampled artists categorized? When I look up Rick James, what comes to his name is R&B Soul, Dance Electronic. When I look up Mariah Carey, Pop. So in my opinion, Big Energy is way more pop than Super Freaky Girl. And Super Freaky Girl to me is all the way a rap song. But because of who is doing the song, Nicki Minaj, because she has transcended so many different genres. And I want to make sure I'm using that, that word properly. Definition. Transcend be or go beyond the range of limits yeah so because she has transcended so many different genres that's why she could also be considered pop lotto can't really be considered pop because she doesn't appeal to a wider audience yet she hasn't broken through enough genres mainstream that we know of that i know of i don't know that she's done any pop stuff but i think she herself because some of the tea that came up in the twitter battle was you know Lotto herself recognized that she got a pop song. In my opinion, they are both similar in sound because I had I hadn't listened to Super Freaky Girl in entirety or Big Energy in entirety before this whole thing. I actually just listened to them in full today, like earlier today, um, like 11 a.m. in the morning. Um, and in my opinion. Nikki's delivery is like straight up rap all the way through. Although I do like the way she's flowing on the second verse a lot more than how she flows in the first verse. It's a rap song through and through to me. 
when I listen to Lotto's big energy, it's more pop because of like, even though they have the same, the same formula, right? But it feels more pop to me just for the simple fact that she has a singing part included in the song. Nicki Minaj is just doing like a rap sing thing. F R E A K F R E A K. And then Lotto is bad chick. I can be your energy. Let me just say that I don't love either song because the hooks are very boring to me. It's like hooks these days have just become a repetition of what's the most catchy line. But those are not catchy to me because it's too close to the flow of the verses, in my opinion. But, you know, and they don't add any stacks and harmonies. The most, but I will say that Big Lotto's hook is more appealing to me, and that's why I would give it more pop than I would rap because of that singing part. That makes her hook more interesting to me. I'm honestly very bored with Nikki's song, Super Freaky Girl. Both of them are not that great, in my opinion. Um, it's like they got the clout of having the samples of great songs but they didn't capture the same impact that those songs have. And then they're both talking about the same thing, being a super freaky girl. And Lotto is talking about how she is a super freaky girl and she can do this and she could do that. And I could see yo, cause let's be, and I'm, I'm not going to bleep this out. The name of Lotto's song is big dick energy. Okay. And the name of Nicki Minaj's song is Super Freaky Girl. They're both talking about the same thing. They got the same formula. They sampled in true hip hop fashion. They both sampled. So I would agree that if you put one song in one category, then they should both be in that category. The Radicles and it's low hanging fruit, both trash and it's low hanging fruit because you're already taking hits and using the nostalgia of them. I agree with that. I agree. I agree. They don't capture the same impact that those songs had. And the, uh, something that's made hip hop so appealing is the fact that you could take previously well-known songs, but give it a new shine and a new light. I'm interested in the samples that they used, but when I guess because I grew up with that music too, the impact of the songs that have become from the samples that they took from, the impact sucks. You're not gonna get the same impact as Rick James' Super Freak. You're not gonna get the same impact as Mariah Carey' Fantasy. And something else, oh, I forgot to take Dunlap's, um, I forgot to take Dunlap's opinion on the matter, but I forgot to take his opinion on the matter, but for me, right, I'm saying that, oh, uh, why does this keep happening? Like my, my thoughts keep trailing away from me. It's on the, it's on the edge of my mind. The radically says that's the same shit our moms and dads were saying. And look at us now. I know. So, okay. So for me, right. <laughs> he was saying basically that nobody wants to, nobody wants to F Nicki Minaj. Nobody wants to sleep with her. Nobody wants to freak with her. And I would agree with that. Nicki Minaj, because like she shouldn't even be comparing herself because she's done so much more and she's had such like more, uh, more time than Lotto has had. So it was really not a fair comparison. 
Um, and it, in my opinion, it's a compliment that she's considered pop because that just means that she appeals to a wider audience. Lotto right now does not appeal to a wider audience. She's urban. She's black. She appeals to black audiences. She's biracial, but she appeals to black audiences, right? So the fact that Nicki Minaj came out with this kind of song, as long as she's been in the industry, the reason why it's trash for Nicki is because why are you talking about the same things that these girls are talking about? And why are you still using the same imagery that these girls are using? Like you're not on their level. If you don't want to, you don't have to do this, but maybe she just likes this. I don't know. Or maybe she feels like she has to compete with this. Maybe it's an ageism issue. She, you know, that's all that's selling right now is sex and WAP and real hot girl ish. And, you know, having sex with dudes and taking them for their money. And, you know, maybe like, why does she feel like she has to compete with these things? And in my, what I told him in response was, you know, Nikki is basically like the female Jay-Z. She's been in it for so long she doesn't need to be talking about the same things these other girls are talking about. She needs to show her evolution. And I think for me anyway, that's also why the song is trash because we all know what Nikki is capable of. We all know that she's better. So why is she going for the low hanging fruit of what is popular right now? And why is she on the same frequency and the same wavelength as all these other rap girlies? all the newer rap girls who have only found their success talking about what they can do for men or how they're going to scam men out of their money. Nikki had to stand her ground in a time when there were no other female rappers out. What is that like? What did that feel like? You know, she don't have to talk about the same things and she shouldn't be arguing with people who are honestly they, they don't have as many accolades as she does. So I think that's where a lot of people's frustrations lie when it comes to Nicki Minaj. And uh, for me, I just don't really connect with anything that comes out these days. So I'm the worst person. I am the worst person to ask about, you know, how do you feel about this song and that song that just came out? I don't because I don't listen to any of it. I don't connect to any of it. And, um, Nikki was such a breath of fresh air because we didn't have anything like her, but now she's blended into what everybody else is doing. And she's already made it clear that she's the queen, but if you're the queen, why are you going back and forth with people who have less accolades than you? Not to say that we're better than anybody, but yes, you've achieved more Nikki. And I agree with comments that I've seen on YouTube. Like she should take a page from Beyonce's book and don't say nothing just go silent and if you do have anything to say you put it in the music and you make money off of it the same way that she did when she was beefing with Remy Ma and they uh Remy Ma came out with Sheether and Nicki Minaj came out with No Frauds and she got uh, like she broke records on No Frauds right and made money it became a mainstream song that's what we want to see from Nicki and I think rap is going to get back to that but unfortunately, another side effect of social media, everybody is clamoring for clout and everybody feels like they have to have antics. The, they feel like their talent is not good enough. So we got to go back and forth with each other to bring attention to our music instead of just letting the music speak for itself. And I get it. 
I get it. Nicki Minaj is my Sagittarius sister. I get it. I understand how she might feel because it's how I feel. And I haven't even broken those barriers yet for myself as an artist. But yeah, those are my thoughts on the situation. Um, I want to do something different this week where so we have this live conversation. Right. But if anybody wants to call in and actually chat about, you know, this about Nicki Minaj versus Big Lotto super freaky girl versus big energy and then oh (laughs) i didn't share my opinion on um does a song's category is it determined by the artist delivery or by the production in my opinion uh it's both for me though the production determines more for me the the production determines more for me But it does, like somebody else said in the comments, in my DMs actually, it does also matter how the artist delivered on top of it. So you could have certain inspirations behind the production, but it also does matter how the artist gets onto it. And I think I'll probably, I will see how I feel next week, but I'll probably make that a Lex chat for next week. You know, when it comes to artists, how are we approaching music? Are we relying on the production of the song or are we relying on our delivery and our ability to categorize it? And what are the different categories? That might be something. That might be something. The Eraticles says, battery gonna die. Love you. Very intelligent conversation. Love you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Anybody who's interested, I'm gonna keep my line open for the next 20 minutes. Instagram's gonna kick me off in a couple, so I'm gonna stop it. I'm going to, that was true, shaking in the tunnel, like wagging and shaking off her fur. But anybody who is interested in weighing in and giving me their two cents, um, tune back in. I'm going to cut this off because Instagram just gave me the two minute warning, but tune back in and let's have a, a little bit of dialogue or just come on and share your thoughts. Okay. So let's see if I get any, any takers on that. We'll be right back. Alrighty, well, unfortunately, I did not have any callers. I only waited around for like 10 minutes. Unfortunately, I did not have any callers call in to participate in like a, you know, conversation portion of it, but that's okay because people just don't know about it yet. So I have to do, what I have to do is let people know that, hey, live chat after the initial chat is available. So yeah. I'll um, definitely, this got me thinking though for myself as a little note to myself that I'm saying out loud and that I need to write down because it's more likely to come true if it's written down. But what I need to do for myself is do a better job of picking different topics and the week leading up to the chat, collect people's comments, collect people's voice notes and put it into the show. So this will be more interactive and so people can feel more a part of the show um and that'll make it so I don't necessarily have to bring guests on all the time because that can get kind of pricey but also we can still have great content and we'll be talking about what people want to talk about so yeah yeah note to myself on that but 
thank you so much to everyone who tuned in live on Instagram. And thank you so much if you are watching or listening at home on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please make sure you like, subscribe, follow, rate, and review. All of that helps this show to be pushed in front of a bigger audience. It tells the algorithm on these platforms, hey, this is a cool show and people are interacting with it. So I would greatly appreciate it if you would interact and subscribe and follow and review and rate and all those great things. Thank you so much. Remember that you can catch the replay of Lex Chat on Mondays at 8 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And Sexy Lexi After Hours, which we are going to do in just a little bit, comes on. We do that live 10 o'clock Wednesday nights on Instagram. That replay will be Fridays at 8 p.m. on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, okay? So make sure you catch those replays. If you did not catch the live chat, you can always catch the replays. To recap on some of the announcements I have, please consider becoming a patron of mine and supporting me for as little as $5 a month to get early and exclusive access to content, as well as some bonus materials here and there that the rest of the public will not get to see and access to archive stuff that the public doesn't get to see any longer. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. If that's interesting to you, then I would love if you would support me, you know, little as $5 a month, patreon.com slash Lexi ATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L. Remember that I have merchandise on my website available for purchase, LexiATL.com, hashtag winter sun visors, and then the affirmation bracelets, hashtag winner, hashtag keeper. We also have Lexi burn lighters with a built-in bottle opener. So if you smoke in, if you drink in, Lexi got you covered. And Lexi posters, the artistic kind and the sexy Lexi kind, all right? That's on my website, LexiATL.com, L-E-X-C. ATL.com. The song that was playing in the beginning that I just realized I did not introduce, that was Drop Top featuring Pleasure P. Yes, that's Pleasure P from Pretty Ricky. Drop Top featuring Pleasure P was playing in the background. I'll give you a little snippet as this goes off. But yeah, that's available on all streaming platforms. So whatever your favorite platform is, Spotify, Tidal, Apple, YouTube, whatever, Amazon, Google, I think even YouTube music is available on all those different platforms. Whatever one is your favorite platform, you can find it there. So listen to it, heart it, add it to your playlist and make sure you follow me on those music sites as well and give me a great rating as an artist and all that great stuff. I would truly appreciate it. Mm. I Hookah Lounge in Marietta off of Delk Road. If you're not far from the Brave Stadium and you are in Atlanta and you need something chill, a nice little vibe to be in. Consider going to iHookah Lounge. It's my friend El Cardi. He's the owner. And if you want to do things like paint and sips, you want to do brunches, you want to do game nights, you want to do showcases, you want to do karaoke, you want to do birthday parties, then hit them up so you could use that space at iHookahATL at gmail.com. That's I H O O K K A A T L at gmail.com. iHookah Lounge, okay? And Marietta off of Delk Road. But Thank you all so much for joining in on the conversation about Nicki Minaj and Big Lotto and how we are telling the difference between is this a rap song? Is this a pop song? Is that determined by the artist's delivery or by the beat's production? Thank you all so much for joining in on this chat and make sure you join me next week for the next chat. But thank you so much. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. We'll be sleeping all day, then we party on.